0: One fundamental question that people who study love and relationships try to answer is why relationships break down. What is responsible for relationships breaking down? Why does it happen that people get together, the marriage is very sweet the first three years, and maybe ten years later, uh, What has happened? Or why does it happen that families that are so united when the kids were young suddenly the the kids grow older and they can't get along? What happened? So there have been a lot of scholars who try to do this research trying to figure out why relationships break down. There are some writers, for instance, that have what they call the stage theory. With the belief that relationships develop according to stages, when you were fifteen, when you were thirty, when you were forty, or when you are seventy, the way you carry your relationships, all of them go according to those stages. And sometimes, if people are not able to navigate the stages of relationship, it may lead to a breakdown. That's one explanation. There are some other persons who have what they call the turning point theory, where they say that relationship is sometimes receives some kind of sudden event that changes the trajectory of the relationship. That's another explanation. And there are other writers who talk about the dialectical theory, where they say that relationship, every relationship has got its pulls back and forth, I want you to be in my life, but I also want to be independent. Call me, but don't call me every minute, okay? So you pull and push, pull and push. So all of those dialectics sometimes can create tensions in, marriage, in relationships. And the list goes on and on of different theories people are putting forward, trying to explain why sometimes beautiful relationships break down. But tonight I don't want to get into those details of explaining why. My point is, regardless of what explanation somebody has as to why relationships break down, there is something at least we all agree about. Relationships can be nourished, and broken relationships can be repaired. Relationships are repairable, especially Christian relationships, Christian friendships. They are repairable. So what I want us to now do for the remaining few minutes of this homily is to look at the Christian principles of relationship repair according to our gospel today. As Christians, when our relationships, our marriages, our, our family uni- uh, uh, bonding begins to be threatened, how can we repair our relationships So what I've done, I've done a very close reading of our gospel tonight, and I've isolated what we may call five principles or five Christian principles of relationship repair. Number one, be reconciliation driven. The first principle of relationship repair is that our target is reconciliation. And because our target is reconciliation, we don't give up. You go to the person, number one, he doesn't listen to you. You call a few other persons, he doesn't listen. You go to the church three times, again and again and again. And you know in the Scriptures, when you hear the number three, it's all about the fact that there's no limit. You keep trying. So for us as Christians... The first principle of reconciliation is that you don't just throw your hands in the air and say, well, those kids are horrible. I don't want to have anything with my children. Keep trying. Keep trying. They may not come to church anymore. They don't believe. They went to Catholic school. Your money seemed to be all flushed out, and you're asking, what was the point? That's all right. Be patient. Reconciliation for us is all about being patient and just keep trying. Principle number two. Aim for a mindful dialogue. If we want to repair a broken relationship, we got to aim for a mindful dialogue. Now, as human beings, our natural instinct is passive aggression. If you don't talk to me, I'm not talking to you. If you don't call me on my birthday, I'm calling you on my birthday. You punch me in the back, I punch you in the back, that's fine. You punch me in the eye, I have a black eye, I punch you in the eye, you have a black eye, period. But people like Gandhi would, well, if everybody is punching each other in the eye, suddenly our world would all be blind. Because our natural instinct is passive aggression and negative reciprocity. So negative reciprocity is if you do me, I do you back, Period. But our gospel today says, no, that ought not be our principle. We ought to aim for mindful dialogue. And mind you, we've added that adjective, mindful. Your intention is to win back your brother, to win back your sister, to win back your husband, to win back your wife. And so you've got to open up a channel of communication. Principle number three, check for perceptions. Check your perceptions. The reason why the gospel tells you to invite two or three brothers or two or three sisters is that sometimes when we are in conflict, we become funneled. You tend to look at things squarely from your own perspective. I don't trust women, I don't trust men, I trust nobody, I trust myself. Hey, easy, calm down, calm down. Because the problem with conflict sometimes is that it narrows your perception. And you think everybody else is wrong but me. The scripture says, invite other persons. Because they may help you widen your perceptions, they may help you widen your perspective, and you may now begin to really discover the route to finding a permanent solution to that conflict. So, we need to avoid self-serving bias. Principle number four for us Christians to repair relationships is that we got to draw strength from prayer and from the church, from the sacrament. Conflict can be emotionally draining. When you are fighting with your husband or you are fighting with your wife or you are fighting with your children, it drains energy of everybody. It can drain you emotionally. And so the scripture tells us, go to the church. And when he talks about going to the church, it's not about coming to Father Tony or going to Monsignor or going to Deacon Davy. It's really about coming to Christ in the Eucharist. Surrender the conflict to Christ. Surrender the fight to Christ. Surrender that issue in the marriage to Christ. Bring it to Christ in the sacrament. And you know what? You will find strength. You will find grace. Because when conflict tends to break you down, the grace of Christ is really what beats you up. And that's principle number four for us Christians to repair relationships. Final principle. Principle number five. Let's call that love them anyway. I love this poem that is titled The Paradoxical Commandment. Let me read just this answer from that poem. The poem says, people are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. When you've tried everything, just like this, the gospel tells us, you've approached the, gospel, the church, you've invited brothers and sisters, and it doesn't seem like there is a solution, love him or love her anyway. And that's precisely what Paul means in the second reading this this evening when he says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. And so, to reduce everything to one word, it's all about love. Sometimes we may fight one another. Sometimes, as couples, we may disagree. Sometimes, as friends, we may disagree. But it all boils down to love. So, five principles. Number one, be reconciliation driven. Number two, aim for mindful dialogue. Number three, check your perceptions. Number four, draw strength from Christ and the sacrament. And number five, love Him or love her anyway. Amen.